Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blinding passion, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his mark. Father God, we just thank you again and again and again for your mercy endures forever. And we need your mercy. We need your grace. We need an extra outpouring of your grace upon our lives as we struggle and strive with the different difficulties and challenges that, that have been placed into our lives to further refine us. And we pray that that refiner's fire, Father, will continue to burn brilliantly and magnesium white hot in our lives in such a manner that we are changed uh, adequately to become part of that glorious bride without spot or wrinkle or any such thing spoken of in Ephesians 5.27. Father, we don't want to miss. We know that many are called, few are chosen. We, we know that, that uh, I know what I know what that believes. I, I know what I believe that that means. And, um, and Father, I don't think one of us wants to miss whether we, you know, we, 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 you know, we accept that perhaps we've definitely beyond any shadow of a doubt, according to John 15, 16, we have been called. Uh, and, but Father, we want to be chosen. We want to be chosen. We want to be part of the barley harvest. If, they're, you know, if, we're, if our understanding of Luke 30, uh, 12, 35, 36, 37 uh, is correct, the first, second, and third watch, uh, you know, it, no matter what, Father, we want to be part of the wise virgins. Uh, we are praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, that if there's anything that in our lives that needs to be corrected, any behaviors, any thoughts, any iniquity that uh, exists as an underpinning um, uh, incorrect or uh, disobedient or or, mi- or misunderstanding, perhaps, of the scripture that, that puts us in such a position that we are more likely to sin on account of it, a uh, corrupted understanding of things, Father, no matter what it is, no matter you know if it's if it's a type of unforgiveness, if it is a type of pride that is in our, in our heart causing us to be guilty of presumptuous sin, we are we're not you know living in a contrite and humble and truly true uh, you know a true fear of God and fear of hellfire. 
place in our walk, Father God. We just pray that, that, that you will anoint us, you will touch us through our prayer lives, through our determination, through our perseverance, and just the right way, Father, that we don't miss. We don't want to miss. We, not only do we want to pray always to be found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth, as we're sure that many of our predecessors, our fellow brothers and sisters from uh, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, maybe thousands in some cases, uh, surely did. Father, it's not just that. It's what we want to be everything that we can possibly be for you, not only now, but we want to be a, 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 the, the most greatest, if possible, contributing part. We understand that you know the, uh, the last, last will be first and the first will be last, and, and we certainly want to be last now. We want to be foot washers now. We want to be everything that you w- want for us to be. We want to become and, and live the lives uh, that, that you have written in our books, uh, Psalm 139, verse 16, Ephesians 2.10, before we were born. And, and, and we need your help. We are laying our lives down, Father. We su- we submit our lives. We lay them down at your feet at the foot of the cross in the name of Jesus. And we pray that no matter what it is that we have to go through, let us go through it. If there is any correction or course correction, whatever it is that we have in our heart that doesn't belong there, we pray that you will just tear it out, burn it out with the holy fire. It, whatever it takes, Father God, whatever mistakes we have to make, whatever refining we have to go through, whatever falling down the hill we have to go through, whatever, whatever it takes, Father, we want to be... Uh, on our absolute A++ game for you for the days that we have ahead of us. And we don't understand it. We don't understand why we're here. We don't understand why during the election process we would have chosen to be here. But it wasn't for us to, to remember for these times. And we also understand in, in accordance with many of the prophecies, dreams, and visions, certainly a couple of them, we're very clear that there were a number of people, Father, that were called, but they backed away from Jesus' hand when he lifted, lifted it out to them in those visions. Uh, and, uh, and, and they they backed away and we don't want to back away. We don't want, we we want to do everything that you want us to do, everything that we were predestined to do, everything that was designed for us to do before there was time. And we just pray father that, it, that your miracles will work in our lives, that, that the difficulties that we may have to go through now in order to pre- prepare ourselves for the, and make us ready for as the new wine uh, in the new wine skins uh, for the days that we have that are imminently upon us. We don't know if it's going to take two years. We don't know if it's going to be another three or four, years we we have no idea but we do know that we are here now we know that we are in in the midst of the end times we don't know precisely at what point we are but we pray father in the name of jesus with all of the things that we've had to endure with all of the awakening that we've had to go through with all the things that you have shown us over the years that we will not miss we recognize that many people believe just because they were taken to heaven in a vision that they're in like flynn that that that, okay well gee whiz how can they possibly not go to heaven but that's just not how the kingdom works father we we understand that, 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 that these things can be tenuous, and we don't want to make any mistakes. We know that we, we, we do know that we are, are, are con- constantly confronted, and our sin is always before us, and we just and we will promise to be in a con- continuous state of self-inspection uh, and self-judgment, and we pray in the name of Jesus that, what it, that as we seek you uh, as much as we possibly can uh, in extra time, residing in the secret place of the Most High Father, that you will reveal to us, whether it be through experience through happenstance, through coincidence, through difficult times, through trials and tribulations, whatever it takes. Father, we pray that we are ready. We are ready to do whatever it is that you need us to do for the days that we are ahead, that we can be like Peter when Jesus held out his hand to him and said, Peter, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. Hallelujah. And we pray in the name of Jesus that we will be exactly what it is that you destined us to be before we were born on this earth. We pray, Father God, with your mercy. 
with your grace, with your incredible loving kindness, with your unbelievable patience, which we do not deserve, that through your refiner's fire, you will bring us to wherever it is that we need to arrive at to be ready for the days that we have ahead and to be able to bring in the greatest harvest, whether it be in the first iteration, second iteration, whatever, if it, whether it be right now, whether it be over the next couple of years, whether it be, uh, you know, even uh, uh, as part of the, the, the wheat harvest and, and, and after the um, three days of darkness, whatever our calling is, Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you will prepare us for that fully fully right now with so that none of us will miss and that we will be able to serve you and glorify you through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus we pray and thank you Father God hallelujah and amen Thank you, Jesus. You know, people are waking up. A lot of people are waking up right now. A lot of them are, uh, you know, I don't want to call them latecomers because if you've woken up by now, uh, that that means you're not late. Um, you know, everything is, uh, com- you know, everything is uh, relative, right? I mean, to I have I know people that have that that were reading books that I only started to read uh, back around about 2009 or so. I've met people uh, through the grace of God that uh, were reading uh, advanced books on such subjects, um, e- even you know eight. Nine, Nine, ten years prior to, to me even beginning to awaken to those things. And uh, over the years, I've been just tremendously blessed uh, to have, um, you know, just a wide array of folks over, you know, just all, and the only reason I know about it is because they send me an email or they send me a text message through Facebook or whatever the case is. And they, you know, kind of say like, oh, I just, you know, I, I figured I just realized this, you know, this, that and the other thing. And I, I, I woke up to this and that, you know, and it was just, you know, like a couple of months ago or whatever the case is. And, um, you know, and so it's been iterative. It's been iterative iterative over uh, the last um, 
uh, you know, um, uh, 11 years and certainly, um, iter- you know, even more obviously iterative uh, in the last several years, um, which, of course, would make complete sense because so many more people would awaken to things, uh, particularly in the light of the, um, you know, this pandemic uh, bioweapon attack against mankind, which, again, really, uh, to the point that I made in the other program, uh, is the first major global judgment from God since the no- since Noah's flood. Okay, that's a very significant turning point in the end times biblical and you know the biblical end times timeline. Um, you know, more to me, it's far more significant indeed uh, than any of the, the the biblical blood moon tetrads, the um, the the uh, three four three uh, uh, blood moon uh, pattern. That's you know like the, the most ultimate blood moon sign ever in the history of the world that occurred and uh, ultimately ended. Uh, the the final one of the series of those blood moons was in uh in um i believe around about january of 2019 um we talked a lot of it about it back then uh because it was very exciting we we had prophecies uh from god's healer seven that were strongly indicative now they didn't come true uh it doesn't mean that they were false prophets because we have to remember that our father calls audibles um you know he relents he changes his mind that's what that means uh you know and uh and it puts us in kind of a you know very difficult, you know, if we're in a predictive stage where we're trying or, you know, we're spending years of our lives, you know, I feel sorry for the people out there that believe that there is, you know, they see the appointed time that is referred to in the scripture as being some sort of a mathematical computation that can be estimated by generations of uh, people based upon this notion of a, you know, roughly 80-year lifespan. And then, of course, you know, you know the, the different uh, dynamics of Israel, you uh, and, and, you know, the reestablishment of Israel and, the, and you know, at the, the different major dates uh, in, 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 you know, their timeline. Uh, and uh, th- that's failed. Uh, so so I, I, I'm not, of course, I'm not going to name names and I'm not going to name titles of books. Of course, you could track it back and it, that, that wouldn't, that isn't the point. The point, I still believe I am of the predisposition. Um, I, I, I will embrace this until proven otherwise. And I'm happy to eat, you know, whatever, you know, um, crow that I have to eat. Uh, I love crow. Uh, that's right. That's right. I'm looking at you right now, and I'm sharpening my, my my knife and my fork. You're looking pretty yummy there. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, I, 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 I'm okay. I, I don't think you can do this kind of work without, uh, you know, being very, very, very prepared uh, to be wrong and to be wrong a lot uh, and then to make an amendment. Revise it. Look back at your scriptures. Be a good Berean. Acts seventeen eleven. It's good. Search the scripture daily to see if it is so, uh, and listen to the Lord. You know, um, because and and you might say like, well, how do I listen to the Lord? It, you know, it's it's one of those things where you know when you see that things didn't kind of go down the way that you were pretty dagnabbit hard. I mean, you were you know I mean we were you know there have been a number of times in my walk uh, since you know uh, uh, the originally originally putting up Tribulation Now's website in 2009. Uh, I've had to you know shift gears. I don't even know how many times. And then um, I guess because I had stuff in me uh, that uh, needed to be gotten rid of uh, predisposition positions, belief systems, um, thinking, you know, that I was in like Flynn, maybe I had developed this notion in my head that I had a Willy Wonka golden ticket, I wasn't living a contrite, my spirit wasn't really truly contrite, um, <clears throat> you know, I, you know, I, I, you know, the Lord had to allow things to happen in my life, which uh, were 
horrible. They were absolutely horrible. But I'm still here. Uh, thank you, Jesus. I guess. Um, I mean, you know, I, you know, looking back, you know, I, 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 if, I don't know. You know, it's just, it's complicated. I mean, who of us would, knowing what we know about heaven, knowing knowing what we know about what it's like to be there, having heard the testimonies of those who we are pretty sure were taken to the legitimate heaven, and not those who were taken to the false saints and propped up heaven, which is out there. Uh, you know, I, I, I would have to believe with all of my heart if we know that there's false heavens. And if we know that there's false heavens, then could there be false hells? And that would really make things very complicated and confusing. Um, and, and then, of course, we know through the process of elimination and watching our fellow brothers and sisters, many of which we've had on this program before, uh, trip up. They've made awful mistakes. They've said horrible things uh, that are absolutely beyond any shadow of a doubt. They are absolutely false. They are not true. It doesn't make them, again, it doesn't make anybody a false prophet or anything like that. We all prophesy in part. We all, you know, see through the mirror dimly. That's what the scripture tells us. The problem is that a person doesn't usually know, uh, well, they pretty much don't know uh, if they're being deceived. Um, and we've covered this, uh, the one prayer vigil that I did on, in, entitled, you know, How Satan Stops Our Prayers has so much I mean, there's, you know, volumes, Encyclopedia Britannica, volumes of information about how this all works, how uh, angelic, I'm sorry, demonic uh, entities, principalities and powers, spiritual host, wickedness and rulers of darkness can steal away the answer to our prayer. Uh, if, um, you know, there's any weaknesses in our angel who is delivering the prayer, this would be reflective of Daniel 9 and uh, 10, uh, you know, with the battle of the Prince of Persia and all that kind of thing. If they can get your um, the answer to your prayer away from the angel, they can take that and then they can manifest. They, it becomes power in their hands. You know, these demonic entities can take that the the answer to your prayer, which may be in the form of it might look like a gift or something in their hands when they're coming to deliver it, and um, they can take that uh, away from your angel, uh, and then they can use that as it becomes power, and then they can uh, manifest as. Uh, Absolutely 100% legitimate and indiscernibly, I mean, you will know. I mean, you won't know. And um, brothers and sisters in Christ do not know these dynamics. Preachers and teachers and theologians and THDs, you name it, they don't know about these things because they don't study this material. They look at it and they go, oh, that's boulder dash. I don't see that anywhere in the Bible. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, while everything in the Bible is true, not everything that's true is in the Bible. Okay, and until you come to that revelation, you stop flipping through your King James and thinking that you've got it all figured out. And, you know, because you went to the Moody Bible Institute, and I'm not picking on Moody. I think he's a wonderful guy. I don't know him from Adam, uh, you know, and I don't have anything to do with any of that stuff. I praise God. I tried to go to a, a Bible college. I thought I was doing the right thing. I was filling out the forms. I was getting ready to quit, quit my job. As a matter of fact, my wife at the time was actually planning on going with me and everything. But anyway, long story short, the Lord kiboshed that. I mean, he couldn't, it, there, there isn't an asteroid the size of Jupiter that would have been big enough to, I mean, God just went, called, bam! And it was like, it was like, there was no way I was going to go. Uh, and um, he put it, put it absolute all stop on that activity. Activity. All right. And, and I, I, you know, again, my life is so full of testimonies, it would probably take me, I don't know, eight hours, and I probably still forget a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, there's, there's just no way to get it all out. It's just one big, long, supernatural, unbelievable. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But any so um, let's see. So uh, where where does this all going? OK, so. 
Um, so, uh, okay. So anyway, I get, so how do you hear, hear God's voice? Well, what it is, it's over time. You know, when you have, I've talked about this so many bazillions and bazillions and bazillions of times about uh, Luke, uh, you know, the, 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 um, supernatural meaning of, you know, there's the, again, there's the, uh, there's the explicit little meaning of the word. So you read it and you say, oh, Jesus said this and that. Okay, very good. But what is the implication of what he said? What were the people thinking? You know, using critical thinking skills and analyzing and, and, and really thinking about, you know, asking why. Most people don't ask why. They don't ask what happens if that doesn't happen. They just look at the basic text. There's no spiritual discernment whatsoever. They, they just, you know, bam, 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 bam. It tells a story. That's good enough for them, and they walk on. And they miss so much. That's why so many people that ha- do really spend a lot of time reading the Bible and aren't, you know, and, and people are stuck. You know, they get stuck. They're very, and it's understandable. You know, once bitten, twice shy, five times bitten, a hundred times shy, right? Amen? And so, um, and, and then I had to learn, and it wasn't easy. I had to take my beatings. I had to, you know, like not get mad at God, okay? Believe me, I had <laughs> some of the things that I went through and all the prayers that came that preceded those events. I should have been protected. It should never have happened. In my opinion, I should, it should never have happened to me, but it did, okay? It did. And I had every reason in the world to be angry, but I, I didn't. I knew, I knew that I could not. And um, now I could be confused. I could be dismayed. Jo- Joshua one one nine, you know, says, you know, um, uh, be strong and of good courage. Be not be thou, uh, you know, uh, do, you know, do not be dismayed. You know, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Okay, don't be dismayed. You know, and, and I knew, you know, that I I knew that I was dismayed. I knew that my fleshy knee jerk reaction would be to get angry at God over the things that I went through because I felt like it was unjustified. I felt like I shouldn't have to go through that. I felt like I have enough saints praying over me. I felt like there's no way I should have been vulnerable. I, I just couldn't, couldn't think of a reason. Now, you know, looking back in retrospect, maybe I did make some mistakes. Maybe I did open up opportunities for the devil to attack me. Maybe, I don't know. Or maybe, maybe it was simply that I had to go through it. Sometimes God will allow things to happen to you that are really bad <clears throat> and, and um, you know, bad, super bad. And, um, but it, you look back on it, maybe not the first year, the second year, the third year, but it might take four years maybe. And you'll look back and you'll go like, oh, my goodness. I mean, you, you'll recognize the attributes that were in your personality. You'll, the Lord will sh- you'll stumble across additional scriptures that you never saw before, and you'll be, you'll be like, oh, wow, that's why. Um, you know, um, and, and so hearing God's voice comes in a bazillion different flavors. Um, you know, the, it, 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 it can be anything from seeing a road sign at the perfect time. It can be seeing a Bible verse at the perfect time. Um, it can be seeing 11-11 at the perfect time. It can be having a conversation with somebody and supernatural coincidences occurring while you're having that conversation, like I talked about with Sister Lana the other day. Um, now, I'm not saying, again, but we have to remember, we've got to have that humble and contrite spirit. It's always got to be a part of our makeup. Um, and, you know, going back to Luke 8, 8 verse uh, 17 and 18, for nothing uh, is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known to come to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear. 
how you hear. You know, if you have bias in your heart, if you believe that there's only, you know, well, that's a pre-trib rapture. Rah, rah, rah. That's why my dad believed that. My grandfather's 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 believed that. And that's just the way it is. End of story. No more argument. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. I, you know, and I could tell you, I could name names, but I'm not going to do it. But I, there are some really famous people. Uh, one of them has a Christian television show that he's been on like forever. Uh, exceedingly well-known. Uh, and, uh, and him and uh, another person that we've had on the program and has written multiple books and stuff and is a wonderful guy, um, they, they were on an airplane together, and they literally broke out into a fight. Okay, it was like the, the, the one guy that's like super-duper well-known and has his own program. Folks, if you knew what I knew about Christians, <laughs> if you knew what I know about people who believe that they are just, you know, somehow anointed and called by God and everything. And they, I'm not saying that they're not. Okay. But you wouldn't believe how much flesh is still in them. It, it's, un, it's unreal. I mean, the behaviors and how they act and the things, and we all go through spots. Don't get me wrong. Well, you know, we we can go through a period where we've been so beaten down, you know, and we just can't believe we went through it. We're still going through it. I could tell you testimonies, oh, my goodness, gracious sakes alive, where I just, you know, I was so beaten down and so miserable and so angry in my heart and going through all this, and I couldn't believe it. I felt like such the victim, uh, and I just, you know, now, now, don't get me wrong. I didn't go grab a machine gun, go rob a bank or go kill people or anything like that, but no, yeah, there there were times when I just, you know, I was pretty darn mad. And, um, you know, I wasn't in a good place and you don't really want to be there, but you know, the Lord was gracious enough to know that I was going to fight my way out of it. And it was very, uh, you know, it was a period that I went through that probably lasted no more than a couple of months. Um, you can have relapses, you can have, you know, uh, PTSD, you can have moments where you slip in a state of depression where you start to feel sorry for yourself, all kinds of stuff like that can happen. And I'm sure that it has happened to many of the listeners at one point or another, or will happen to you in days to come. But again, uh, when it comes to, you know, taking heed how you hear, I've talked about this and preached on this a bazillion times. When you take this to a spiritual discernment level, you, you understand very quickly hopefully, uh, that um, what Jesus is saying here on a very high spiritual level is that he, you know, there, 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 there are mysteries, you know, that are, you know, endless probably amounts of mysteries that are woven within the Bible that you will never understand, that you will never come. Now, I'm not saying that I understand, them, but I can tell you this for sure. And I can I say it with the, all the fear of God in my heart. And believe me, he knows. My, our, our, our father knows that I'm not, you know, blowing smoke and exaggerating right now. I'm telling you exactly how. I'm not trying to make you laugh. I'm not trying to make the kids laugh or anything like that. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Now, now, okay, who was the wisey Weisenheimer that told everybody to cheer over there? <laughs> Your timing isn't especially good. <laughs> you guys. But anyway, so... Um, you it's a walk it's 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 a journey and that journey must never be met with coming to a place that you think that you figure things out and when you are always in that place always in that place even to this day after all i've been through after all of the mysteries that the, that the lord has shown me in the bible the impossible uh supernatural experiences that i've experienced the oh my gosh it's just un, it's 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 astonishing it's supremely stupefying stupefying means that you're so blown away that you can't even form words you're like yeah uh, what 
you know, kind of like uh, Jodie Foster in the movie. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It'll come to me uh, in, 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 in the movie Contact. OK, when she was in that that time capsule thing and went through the wormhole and she saw that she was actually looking out the little portal and she saw the the tree like things really are she saw the civilizations of people on other planets you know and you know you know how like you can look at planet earth at night and you can see all the lights and the cities and everything from outer space and all that well she was seeing that but she was on the other side of a wormhole way 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 you know who knows where you know probably galaxies and galaxies maybe trillions of galaxies away from you know earth at the time and she she was stupefied in that scene she did a fabulous job of acting and she looked out that portal and she was unable to speak he was unable to speak. And I've been in that stupefied place myself, um, you know, in my journey. And uh, I've been in every possible place. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't even think. I shudder to think. I don't even want to consider what I may still have to go through because, you know what, it isn't fun. I mean, I think the Bible is a humongous understatement. I think when Paul warns us about, you know, not being afraid of God's chastening and all that kind of stuff because it'll, you know, turn you into a better, you know, you'll be better for it and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, more ready to meet Jesus and all that. Uh, you know, let me tell you something. I really believe that that is the understatement, the English understatement of like 50 centuries put together. All I mean, folks, you know, so I'm I'm kind of looking over my shoulders. Um, I'm on the precipice right now in my life, uh, as close as we are to the end of 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 times. Uh, I mean, at least, you know, to, uh, for the rescue missions to occur. I believe we're very close to the rescue missions. I just don't know how close. Um, but because, um, you know, like I said, on the other program, I, you know, I know about the Great Tribulation. I know how long the Great Tribulation lasts. I get all that stuff. I have a pretty good idea of all the stuff that's going to be happening during the Great Tribulation. But I, I have no intention to be here. Okay? No way. And so I'm very, very focused on bringing people, and a lot of people that listen to me don't understand. They don't understand the rapture. They don't understand the timing. They don't understand the barley harvest, the wheat harvest, the grape harvest. They don't understand the first watch, the second watch, the third watch. They don't understand any of those things. They're, I mean, they're, they're still struggling with the very existence of a rapture. We, we brought people on this program. I mean, folks, I, I'm here to tell you, there are people that we brought on this program that just don't get stuff and then, then we were like you know and then we'd have people come and say oh couldn't you bring so-and-so back on the show and i just have to kind of clam up i can't tell them why i can't bring that person back on the show i can't tell them because if i do then essentially i'm saying something bad about a brother or sister which you're not allowed to do Okay, but i'm here to warn you folks there have been some people that we brought on this program that have gone south Okay, their their little Jesus moped popped a tire and they went crashing through the guardrails and they're sitting down at the bottom of the gully somewhere, probably crying out to Jesus, hoping it'll be like I have before, you know, you know, to help me, put, you know, pull me out of that well that I fell into. Praise God. But that's all part of the journey. But but as part of that journey, you know, and some people don't see the mysteries of the Bible. They're fine. They just want to listen to, you know, this pastor or this preacher or whatever. I have a lot of people send me stuff. They're like, oh, you got to listen to this preacher. You got to listen. I don't listen to other preachers. I'm not allowed to. I, I did all that. I did it for years. I studied under the best. I bought, I don't even know, probably thousands of dollars worth of books, DVDs, you name it. I, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I came to a place in my walk where the Lord was personally taking me, be, taking me behind the shed. And, um, and then, it, you know, my understanding right now and till the very end of times when I'm, you know, when we're, hopefully when we're evacuated out of here, Pretty soon, hopefully. Um, again, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not allowed to do that. 
Because what it'll do is it can call into question, Satan can use it, the beliefs of other pastors and teachers and preachers and whatever the case is, he can use it to trip me up. And then um, I might once again, you know, and I've had times when some of the things the Lord has shown me uh, that have to, you know, that are extremely advanced um, uh, Bible mysteries uh, that, you know, right about the time that I would start to question, sometimes it would be two years later, three years later, but around about the time that I would start to question my belief, I would be like, I don't even know why it would happen. I'm sure it was fiery darts of the devil was shooting at me or whatever the case, whatever, you know, and, and, but, but I would start to rethink it and go like, man, what if I'm wrong about it? And then, bam, another miracle would happen, and i get this impossible phone call from somebody that would say it would be about the same exact thing that I was thinking about. Oh, the Lord has just confirmed for me. Did you hear this, that, and the other thing? So God brings me what I need to know when I need to know it. Sometimes it's years apart. And, um, and, and, uh, you know, and I'm coming up on it, like I said before, I'm coming up on a turning point in my life right now, as far as close as we are to the end, uh, or at least to the rescue missions, uh, that, you know, uh, that I believe, at least I hope, like I said, uh, that, um, you know, it's, it's extremely hard to believe that after all I've been through, uh, the 11 plus year or nearly 11 years that I've been with the company that I'm with and all that kind of stuff that I may actually be, who knows, maybe changing jobs. I don't know, but it depends. And I do beseech you and throw out a fleece as always for prayer. And I do, I get on my knees and I pray fervently and oftentimes in big old boohoo alligator tears, uh, you know, cause again, that, that is, uh, you know, the, the quintessential manner in which it, it, it somehow it amplifies when we put our emotions into our prayers, it amplifies the intensity of the prayers, sets them on fire, punches them through the firmament or the rock, past the demons of darkness, and um, God hears them. They somehow get punched to the front of the line. I don't really understand how all that works, but I do know that it is highly biblical. Uh, and uh, one uh, quick, you know, easy, easy to find evidence of that is in Second Kings 20, verse 5 with King Hezekiah, where our Heavenly Father says, I have seen your tears and I will answer you. You know, if King Hezekiah, if he wasn't, you know, crying out to God with all of his might, okay, you search me, you will find me. If you search me with all your might, you know, with all, you know, kind of getting where I'm going with this. And and then, you know, I could go on and on and on and on, but I don't have time. All right. But anyway, I just wanted to, you know, um, excuse me. Still clearing my throat. I finished my Z-Pack. I, you know, I don't know. I just, uh, it's like the stuff that's going around right now. It's so tenacious. It's unbelievable. It's very much like Jesus said. So we got to, you know, really be careful and watch our step, you know, as far as uh, pestilence and famine and all that kind of weirdness. So be careful. Uh, and uh, I do highly recommend, I'm very much into herbal supplements and I do highly recommend, you know, taking uh, anything that has to do with immune, uh, you know, to help your immune system, you know, vitamin A, vitamin B, uh, um, vitamin uh, C, uh, vitamin D, I take like 50,000 IUs of that per day. And then somebody t- turned me on the, that I got to take vitamin K2 with that because otherwise vitamin D will not assimilate into your body properly. Uh, and then also selenium and also, um, um, oh gosh, uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's, um, it's not niacin. It's, uh, it's got, um, Oh, uh, I, I, I just can't remember every little thing. But anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. It'll probably pop in my head in a second. But anyway, um, so I get an email, or not an email, a text message, not that it really matters, but an electronic communication, uh, as so frequently happens from a 
woman by the name of Wendy, and I'm just going to leave it at that. And then she, you know, I don't know if she may have stumbled across the, um, you know, the, um, the, um, um, she said Taylor plus Laurel Harrington, but that is not how we refer to him. Uh, we, refer, we refer to him as Robert Vandrius Mitchell. Okay, he's he's he went through SRADID. Anyway, so that's how she referred to him and everything. Um, but she was uh, asking me questions. She g- g- gave me kind of like a I don't know like a background and stuff of of a little bit about her testimony and everything. But she was asking me essentially about the rapture. I mean that's really really the way it broke down. And I explained to her, I said, the answer, which I've said all the time, like, you know, I don't even know how many times I've used this analogy, but the, you know, the, the answer is not A, B, or C, you know, because she, evidently from reading what she had written to me, uh, it was, you know, she, it was like, is there a rapture or isn't there a rapture? Is there a rapture or isn't there a rapture? That was pretty much what she was asking me. And she, you know, I've seen things in the Bible. Um, it isn't that simple. I was just trying to, you know, how do you, that's what I call being asked um, a technicolor question, but wanting a black and white answer. And it's like, it's, it just makes you stutter. It just makes you stutter because you can't, it's impossible. You know, I, I was being counseled, uh, you know, because I was too, I guess somebody got the impression that I was you know, too verbose. <laughs> I'm sure your surprise is, is all get out from that one. Right, kids? Okay. <laughs> they said, you know, get into, get into your, you know, John, don't forget, you got to run into the pumpkin patch, grab your pumpkin and leave. You know, that's a, a metaphorical way of saying, you know, get in, see what you got to say and get back out again because people are busy. Well, I said back to that person, I said, what if I run into the pumpkin patch and I grab my pumpkin and I run back out and it's all smashed? at me like a deer in headlights because I got them. I busted them. Okay. So for, you know, for, you know, don't, don't, you don't want to go to the battle, verbal battle with me uh, using analogies because I'll take your analogy and I'll flip it right back at you and pop you on the head and top of the head with it. Praise God. (laughs) That's all right. I live and die by analogies. Thank you, Jesus. You know, so anyway, I I just explained to her, I said, you know, the answer is an A, B or or C, you know, the, the answer is D, all of the above. Not only is there a rapture, but it's broken into three separate watches or what I like to call rescue missions. See Luke 12, verse 35 through 38, which I talk about all the time, which equates into a barley harvest, a wheat harvest, and a grape harvest. Jesus doesn't come back to earth to rule and reign until the very, very end, after the war of Armageddon. In fact, Jesus doesn't show up on earth at all for the rescue missions. The wise virgins are rescued from the earth and taken to the marriage supper of the Lamb, barley and wheat, barley and wheat, first watch, second watch, and the rest, the foolish virgins, otherwise known as the tribulation saints, are cast into the great tribulation, Revelation 2, uh, 2.22, as they were not refined enough yet, the great harvest is in Revelation 14. If you wanted to make it simple, you could just simply say that it's a pre-wrath rapture, but that really doesn't capture the whole story. The notion that Jesus shows up on earth during the rapture is not accurate. He doesn't come to earth until the very end in Revelation 19 on his white horse to establish the millennial kingdom. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm kind of thinking I'm kicking around the idea of doing a a solo show again. It'll probably be several weeks into the future. I don't know. I'm looking at the calendar, and I'm kind of thinking, kicking around the idea of maybe the 27th of February. That is if I don't goof up. 
If Satan gets the best of me in the job things that I'm looking into right now, if I dork this up and I and I don't get enough prayer from y'all, and yes, I did use y'all, even though I'm from Pennsylvania and born above the Mason-Dixon line, and there really aren't any Southerners in Florida because it's a hodgepodge mix of Northerners who hated the snow that came down here. Now, I love the snow. I just ended up here because I was, you know, chasing in my high school sweetheart kind of thing, uh, and then kind of got stuck here because of the job situation, but whatever. Because um, uh, I love snow. I like to ski, and, you know, I'm a snow saucer guy. I'm like Clark on uh, Christmas vacation, you know. I'm, I would, like, polish, like, the silver thing with some kind of new strain formula and go flying down into the town and go blowing through. <laughs> People like, ah, what's that? Uh, but anyway, um, so maybe the 27th. I might try to do – it's very, very difficult to do these kinds of programs because it requires people to be on their A++ game um, because I have to cover so many scriptures so rapidly. I, I just can't – you know, and, and, if, and, and it works for some people really well, and some people it just doesn't work for well enough because they can't write it down fast enough. They have maybe Spanish as their primary language and English as a second language and whatever the case may be. I've heard it all. Um, and, um, uh, I just, you know, you can't be all things to all people. Um, you know, so, somebody had said to me the other day, you know, when I did the, uh, solo program the other day, they had said, oh, it seemed a little short. Well, I was like, well, if I had a dollar for every single person that told me the shows were too long and they can't listen anymore because they don't have enough time, <laughs> you know, it's again, it's that whole, I'll, I'd be in St. Martin right now doing the show off, off my uh, 40 foot yacht. <laughs> okay. So, you know, you can't, you just simply can't please everybody. You just can't. Um, I, and again, I don't forget, I, I'm just letting you know that there have been an awful lot of people that we have brought on this program that have their mo their Jesus mopeds have broken through the guardrail and they are, <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they, I don't know what's going on, and but you know what? I, I, I will not stop praying for them, but I'm, I'm war I'm warning you in a way. I guess that's a, the right word. I'm admonishing you uh, that if you're one of those people that says, wow, you know, Johnny had so-and-so on his radio show. I'm going to go look them up and study all the stuff that they're doing right now. Look out. Watch your step. You might step right in it if you get my drift. Right, kids? You know what I mean, don't you, kids? <laughs> All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, fist fights on airplanes? I kid you not. I've been called names by people that you would think are some of the most holy, righteous people in the world. <laughs> I kid you not. I have had uh, – I have. I tried to invite one particular guest that had been uh, on, uh, you know, like television shows like Jim Baker show, Sid Roth, that kind of stuff. And they exploded on me and started calling me names. I'm on the phone. I'm trying to get them to come on the program. Don't you know who I am? I am the world's greatest this, that, and the other thing. How dare you this, that, and, and you know, drop this, you know, and blah, blah, and foul, 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 and all that. I mean, folks, I, I, you would, if I, again, if I had a dime for every time that I walked away from trying to invite a guest on this program and was in tears because of how they treated me, you wouldn't believe it. People don't are, – they are not what they seem to be. A lot of the people that we've had on this program are not what they seem to be. 
But, of course, I don't find out about it until later a lot of times. Or sometimes they attack me beforehand, and then, you know, I, of course, I don't – I have to rescind the offer, which, of course, is very awkward. You know, it's, it's hard. But right now, the days that we're living in right now, bringing guests on this show is one of the hardest things. It, it is unbelievably hard. And I know, God bless your sweethearts, those of you who send me, well, why don't you bring this person on? Uh, you know what? If they're a preacher or they have any kind of a preaching, teaching thing, no way. Not going to do it. Forget it. Don't even think about it. You know, you can, I'll be sweet and kind to you. I'll be loving to you. I'll say thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. I ain't bringing them on. <laughs> no way. We have been bitten so bad by people. Oh, my goodness. You know, because then the next thing you know, they're out there preaching, telling everybody they can go out and buy guns and shoot people to death, and they can shoot their way into heaven because of the Second Amendment. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, LGBT, LMNOP is also, uh, you know, covered by the Constitution. You're going to go out and do that kind of stuff, too? You know, people, people's heads are messed up, folks. People's heads are messed up. Bad. Real bad. Uh, and I, I just don't have time, and I can't name names. I would never do that anyway, because here's the thing. They can go and re- – eventually they can go and repent, and guess who gets, to, gets in trouble? You do for opening up your trap. Okay, we're not supposed to spread division amongst the brethren. Uh, you've got to be like David Wilkerson would do. David Wilkerson would warn people about the behavior, but he would never mention the individual. You can't do this. You can't do that. And he'd explain it and preach about it and all that kind of stuff, but he would never mention the name of the individual. All right. So I'm just mentioning out. I'm mentioning these things to you because we are living in the most dangerous time to be a Christian, in my opinion, ever. Now, it, now, if you perceive danger as having Pope Innocent's uh, mercenaries uh, ride into your Bogomil uh, village and uh, you know tie you to a stake and burn you alive with your children, then okay, we're not living in that time. That's true. But as far as false doctrine being told something, that it, I mean, just, oh, my gosh, it is unbelievable. And I'm telling you, folks, I've seen it all. I have seen it all. The tears, how much they love Jesus. I've seen testimonies from people that have gone to their YouTube channels and just, oh, that person is definitely hearing from God. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, what have I done? Because you know what? I'm not allowed to trip people up either. If I know that somebody I'm going to bring on the show is going to say something that is wrong or they're going to teach somebody that is absolutely wrong and then it could ultimately lead them into hell or it could ultimately lead them into a horrible, horrible time and they would be cast into the Great Tribulation, Revelation 2.22, I'm responsible for that. If I knew better and I brought them on here, then then I am guilty of tripping up a fellow brother or sister. Okay, that is the problem. And most people don't understand those things. Okay, Um, uh, so, you know, so I'm not saying so anyway, I just felt powerfully led because of how unbelievably dangerous it is out there right now. Uh, You know, if you're going to go to a church, fine, but be warned. I'm just saying be warned, man. Please be warned. Again, if I had a dime, if I had a nickel, if I had a penny for every person who says, well, I went to such and such a church and you wouldn't believe what happened. And I'm like, "Um, uh, yes, I would believe. What happened to you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would because I've been there, done that like three ways to Sunday. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. So anyway, um, 
so I might do on the 27th, I don't know, I might attempt to do another show that kind of, you know, points everybody to the scriptures, illustrates the barley, the wheat harvest, the grape harvest, shows you where they are in the Bible, shows you where, you know, the casting, where people are cast into the great tribulation, which is the tribulation saints, which is most likely the grape harvest, um, all that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff. I, I might be, I might try to do now that if I tried to do that on the 27th, which is a Sunday night, that is, you know, providing that my fleece is answered and lots of you pray for me. And um, I don't in the meantime, find myself jobless. <laughs> OK, um, uh, you know, because what I'm undertaking right now, one false move and I will be. Okay, so I have to totally trust God, and that is hard because of, of all the things that I have had to go through. It's it's not easy for me because I was trusting God before, and I still got a frying pan over the head. All right, so anyway, um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes it's just the way it goes. Okay, uh, and uh, it's it's really hard. You know, it's really hard uh, for people to understand those things. Um, now, I was very fortunate when I went through those things to have a robust and advanced understanding of how all the different ways that God can test you, he can train you, he can refine you, uh, he can let the devil, like with Job, attack you, uh, for, 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 but all for good and godly, holy reasons. I know it doesn't make sense, but it, believe me, it it. From an eternal standpoint, which is all God cares about, all our Heavenly Father cares about is your eternity and that you can be all that you can be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And um, and then suddenly with an eternal look upon you know everything in your life, when you look at things through an eternal eye set, er, you know, everything through eternity, then it starts to crystallize. Then it starts to become, and then you're like, oh, oh, I get it. But um, if I do it on the 27th, um, I'm, I'm probably not going to do any news or anything else because I'm going to need the whole, I might even have to do a whole three-hour program to get that all smushed into one show. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So anyway, on that note, kids, what do you call a dog magician? Kids, what do you call a dog magician? A labracadabrador. <laughs> Kids, a labracadabrador? <laughs> Come on. Okay. I'm, you see, they're smart. So, 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 they're, these, are, these Jesus kids are so well educated that they knew the, you know, the abracadabra thing, and it tra- tracks back to the grimoire of Abramelin. So they were, like, hesitating to give me any credit for it, but they knew, you know, I was just kidding. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Good for you. All right. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next one up. Kids, what do elves learn in school? Oh, no. There he goes again, talking about strange uh, ethereal beings from the bowels of Sheol. What do elves learn in school, kids? The elf a bat. <laughs> kids, come on. The alphabet. <laughs> All right. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. One more. I'll, I'll give you one more, kids. What did the kid bring? A, uh, I'm sorry. Why did the king? Uh, oh, my gosh. Why did the kid bring a ladder to school? Why did why did the kid bring a ladder to school? Because she wanted to go to high school. <laughs> you know, needed a ladder to go to high school. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump right into the news, and then we'll bring on Brother Shannon. Hallelujah. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have 
have your attention, please? It's not normal. God. So um, World Net Daily puts out, but it's all over the Internet now. Of course, people are like going, look, 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 and then they're combining it together. You know, a lot of the End Times websites and stuff are combining it together with where Obama does his little spiel about, hey, I, you know, I'd love to do a third term as the president and just have somebody, you know, in the White House, and I just tell them what to do in an earpiece and all that kind of stuff. And then they, put, they stitch it together with uh, Jen Psaki, whatever she is. I don't know what she is. I don't, I don't know what kind of an entity she is. I don't know if she's human. I don't, see, I don't know what it is. Is it wheat? Is it a tear? I don't know. But I, but anyway, uh, it says, why, you know, did Jen Psaki just admit she works for President Obama? And, of course, if you listen to the audio bite, uh, which I didn't bother to pull up because by now, if anybody's really into that sort of thing, um, I, I already know what's going on. You know, I could play video after video after video, 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 audio bite, audio bite, audio bite, endless streams of audio, you know, and either you'll receive it or you won't. All right. But she said in a press conference, she says, I don't know when I'm leaving. This is an honor and a privilege. And I love working for President Obama Biden. Biden. So she Freudian slipped herself into a corner and said, loves working for President Obama. Look, anybody who thinks that the people that have, you know, an actually functioning brain that are, you know, working in the White House. Okay, and I do. And I, I probably was a little more generous than I should have been. I should have said partially functioning brain. Um, then in that case, um, you know, they know they're working for Obama. They know. Okay. This is no secret. There have been articles. There have been leaks. People have said he's constantly calling in. We've covered it on this program so many times. You know, what else can you do? No. So anyway, yeah, she she let the cat out of the bag, basically, for anybody of any of us who already know what's um, actually going on. And why would that be the case? Right. Because he is the anti what? Anti-what? Anti-Christ. Okay, there we go. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And no, I'm not going to, you know, do a punchline drop. All right, next one. Next one. World Net Daily. Asteroid more deadly than a nuke heading toward the Earth. A large asteroid packing the wallop of a nuclear bomb. Which, what asteroid doesn't pack a wallop of a nuclear bomb? They're, they're, they're like trying in this article. They're trying to like, you know, pretend like there are asteroids that, don't? <laughs> okay. Okay, whatever. Is heading toward the Earth on Monday, traveling at a speed of about four miles per second. The good news is NASA's asteroid tracker says it will probably miss us. Blah, 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 blah. It's 623 feet long, they say. Now, let me tell you something, folks. 623 foot long asteroid hits this Earth. <laughs> comparing it to nuclear bomb is like comparing... Um, you know, the size of the sun to the size of the earth. But of course, maybe you don't understand that. You'd have to do the comparison on the internet. Ah, what, what can I compare? It would be like comparing an elephant to an amoeba. How about that? Okay. All right. People, you know, it doesn't take an asteroid much bigger than a bread box to cause an extinction level event. 
We're darn near it. The one that's going to hit off the coast of uh, Puerto Rico in the Atlantic Ocean and kick off the sixth seal and the great earthquake that shakes the entire earth. And there was a great earthquake, Revelation 6, verse 12, which is also in the middle of uh, uh, Ezekiel 38, I think around about verse 17, 14 through 17, somewhere in it says great earthquake. The same, they're the same earthquake. Same earthquake. That one, that whatever that is that hits the Earth, you know, assuming that it's an asteroid, you know, that goes meteor, whatever. Um, that is pretty small. It's like real super duper small, because if it was of any size at all, it would be a total extinction level event. But it's not. Okay, it wipes out like 22 million people on the west or on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great, um, you know, and it shakes the entire earth. All the brick and stone houses are going to come tumbling down. They can't they can't stand a shaking. You know, a, 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 wood, a wooden house can. A wooden house will take it real well. But, you know, all those brick houses and stone houses and gray stone houses up north and Babylon the Great and all that and all over the world, and you know, no, they're all going to just crumble down. They'll all fall right down because they can't take it. All right, well, whatever. All right, praise God. Next one up. China flies dozens of warplanes near Taiwan. Oh, no, Taiwan, Taiwan. World War Three. World War Three. Uh, the launch came the same day as the United States Navy sailed two aircraft carriers and two amphibious assault ships alongside the Allies in the Philippines. Hey, if anybody's surprised about that, I you know, again, I'm not. This is normal stuff to me. Um, a lot of you probably don't realize or remember when the Fifth Fleet, when the entire Fifth Fleet and uh, a carrier task force were sent into the Mediterranean over the Syrian conflict uh, back in like 2012 or something like that. We were doing like reports on the appearance of Russian submarines in the middle of a United States task force. I don't know how many of you remember, but around about 2013, early 2013, maybe 2012, there was a Chinese nuclear sub that surfaced right in the middle of American ships just off the coast, of the west coast of the United States, and it launched an ICBM. Right up into the sky. And everybody's like, what's that? What's that? And then, you know, a couple of days later, they finally came clean and said, you know. But anyway, yeah. But most people forget things. We we get busy with life and we forget. When you're blessed like me, uh, I say that tongue-in-cheek, of course, uh, you you know, doing the radio show and everything, you stuff kind of gets embedded in your, you know, you don't forget. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Ah, oh, come on. Next one up. There we go. The Epic Times reports Taiwan responds as China sends 39 military aircraft into its air defense ID zone. And again, you know, a lot of people are flipping out over this. A lot of people think that there's going to be a Taiwanese uh, war incursion event sort of a thing. All I can say is I have not seen or heard of any, not a single one, prophecy, dream, or vision that indicates that there is a war event of any type in Taiwan. Now, does that mean it's not going to happen? Absolutely not. I don't know if there is. I don't know what's going to happen. When, when, when all heck starts to break loose across the world, anything can happen. Uh, you know, for, never, 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 ever, ever make the mistake that everything, you know, yes, the Bible does say, surely the Lord God, Emma 3, 7, surely the Lord God does nothing without first revealing it to his servants, the prophets. But with all the seducing spirits that are released and all the people flipping down the hill right now, I'm pretty sure we're not going to hear it. He might release it, but it could be he could, you know, our father could release it through one of his prophets in like, you know, Namibia, all right? And you know, with an audience of like 30 people. Well, guess what? Amos 3:7 was fulfilled. But you didn't hear a word about it, right? Amen. 
All right. So anyway, uh, so we got to be prepared for the, you know, stuff that we have no idea is coming. All right. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. The Jerusalem Post. Earthquakes in Israel. 10,000 people could be killed in, in Beit Sheon, uh, says uh, town, uh, town mayor. And, you know, they're, they're going on and talking about, you know, because they're having some earthquakes over there. And they're talking about the potential for, you know, significant impact. And, you know, if a massive earthquake struck, you know, the Syrian-African fault line, uh, things could be really horrible and terrible and et cetera. And I'm like, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I will give you a ding for that. All right. Next one up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. NATO sending fighters and ships to the region. The United Kingdom to withdraw some staff from embassies in the Ukraine. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. All eyes on Russia. I wonder what they're doing behind the scenes. Look over here. Look over there. Look over here. Look over there. Look over there. Look over here. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Makes you wonder, don't it? Does me. Oh, praise God. Next one up. Russian-Syrian pilots conduct a joint air patrol mission along the Golan Heights. Oh, my gosh. Must be th- World War Three. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Kids, is it World War Three? Nah, I'm just getting blank stares now. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Next one up. Kremlin says the Ukraine is amassing troops on the contact line in Donbass in an apparent preparation for an attack. So, you know, Russia's coming right out and saying, hey, man, we see you moving everybody around. And we told you we're not coming over. We're not going to do anything. And, you know, you're not believing us. And you're throwing rocks at us. And, you know, I'm just waiting for somebody to roll a grenade across the line. <laughs> a Kent State event. I mentioned that before. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Praise God. But they are surely provoking Putin as much as they possibly can. They're like, oh, no, he sent, you know, 40 ships into the Black Sea. They, they were planning on, a, on an exercise in the Black Sea for a long time now. Okay. It doesn't mean it, you know, whatever. All right. Praise God. Next one up. Bible verse, now a crime. Politician is on trial for sharing scripture. And it goes on to talk about a Finnish from Finland uh, politician. Um, she has a Finnish sh- sort of a name, and they like to put like 17 vowels uh, and consonants together. Um, and then, of course, nobody on earth except somebody from Finland can, you know, repeat it. <laughs> you can't read it. I don't even know how they get through school. I mean, you know, if you put like, you know, th- uh, you know, three, four, you know, it's like it's like Iceland, you know, it's like Icelandic, you know. It's, you know how do you pronounce a word that has like 14 consonants in a row in it? <laughs> it just doesn't work for me. OK, but anyway, the bottom line is that it was a Finnish Lutheran church uh, and she called them out. Uh, and now she's being you know, accused of war crimes. And I'm, I'm like, but, you know, and they're making a big deal out of it. And I'm like, it's Finland. <laughs> it's Finland. Norway, Sweden, Finland, watch your step. <laughs> They're coming for you. All right, praise God. So anyway, I, I don't see that being as anything surprising at all. Next one up. The United States warns Americans to leave the Ukraine. War looks imminent. Oh, no, does war look imminent? Well, that's what everybody's saying. Must be true, right? Right? There was no fraud in the election, right? Okay, right? Black Lives Matter wasn't instigated by, you know, Antifa, right? Okay, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's alive and well, right? 
Yes, he is, actually. I'm, I'm pretty sure he is. But anyway, next, next one up. Israel planning mass Jewish evacuation from the Ukraine. Oh, no. Well, if they're pulling the Jews out of the Ukraine, it must be because Israel or, uh, Russia's about to attack. Oh, my goodness. This is it. This is it. It's the Blitzkrieg for sure. Well, don't know. Well, I'm going to see. Or it could be a whole lot of hooey for nothing. All right. Praise God. We'll just have to wait and see. I I. I don't know. I, my, my doubt antennas are peaked right now because we have fallen for this stuff so many times. It is unbelievable. Could it happen? Yes. Is, you know, I told, I've mentioned this to folks before. I've talked – I've mentioned you know, the Vilna Gaon uh, you know, uh, vision of the um, rabbinical Jew, the, um, you know, but they're Kabbalists. The only thing that gives it any possible chance of being maybe accurate was that it was – you know, inspired by the dark side, and it, it, they were referring when they said the word Messiah, they were actually referring to the Antichrist. In that case, then if it was true, uh, then uh, Russia at some point will move into Turkey. But if you look at your map, which nobody does hardly ever, Turkey, Russia can easily move into Turkey. They could move into the Ukraine and move into Turkey, and they still don't encroach on any of really Eastern Europe. Except the Ukraine. All right? Are you following along? And when you consider that we've been jamming nuclear missiles onto the border of their country now for the better part of 10 years, oh, they're not nuclear missiles. Those are anti air. Uh, you know, those are the THAAD systems and the Patriot missile systems. They're, they're anti air. They're anti missile systems. They're defensive systems. No, they're not. They can be either. I've mentioned this a bazillion times, and I know what I'm talking about. I paid my – well, anyway. Next one up. United Kingdom begins evacuation of diplomats from the Ukraine. Oh, no, if the United Kingdom is doing it, well, then it's really going to be war, isn't it? Well, okay. Keep your eyes on it. I don't know. But, you know, don't take your eyes off the rest of the world and the other things that are happening out there, folks, because this could be sleight of hand in a big way, orchestrated sleight of hand, you know. Hee! You know, that whole moonwalking deal. Next one up. Canada orders diplomats, families to leave Ukraine as tensions mount. Oh, no, Canada's doing it now. Another report. Croatia to withdraw its forces from NATO in the event of a Russian-Ukraine conflict. Croatia's like, okay, look, we, we, we watched those documentaries about what happened to Hitler's army when they tried to go in and take over and, you know, and the whole battle of, you know, and all that. And, well... Nah, we're, we're, we're going to drop out of NATO. <laughs> Croatia's like, forget that noise. We're, we don't want to have nothing to do with NATO. We, we're, we're, we're joining the Russians if that happens. <laughs> okay, This is amazing. Anyway, next one up. All right, praise God. The Mirror uh, on a headline says, Ukraine crisis. Oh, no. Hundreds of military trains with Russian troops are deployed as war fears continue to grow. Oh, no. Another headline from the Washington Post states, Russia moves troops in the United States sends weapons as fears of war mount in the Ukraine. Oh, no. Another headline says, Russia orders warships into the Black Sea. The move comes as Moscow awaits a response to talk uh, to talks held by the United States in an effort to reduce the risk of a military conflict. That's a bunch of buck. They were planning on doing exercises in the Black Sea now for a long time. But now they're trying to tie it into this whole, you know, whatever. I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I mean, I know we're poking the bear. I know we're trying as hard as we can to get them to start World War III. We're, we're doing everything we can. I mean, short of launching a missile at them. 
<laughs> you know, which I think at pretty much at this point, they really wouldn't be all that surprised about. All right, next one up. Biden makes a new Putin threat. So the talking, walking, geriatric shell of a reptilian, uh, you know, that supposedly, according to the reports of some, you know, Secret Service personnel who have called in Alex Jones' show, uh, you know, <clears throat> has a problem holding it together in the middle of the night. And that's putting it lightly. All right. Anyway, uh, anyway, the United States president ah, – I can't even say that. That is such a false lie. The entity that – the satanic – um, reptilian entity that refers to itself as Biden with its black eyes and demonic ness says his Russian counterpart could be directly targeted if Ukraine is invaded. What are they going to do? Directly targeted? <laughs> what does that mean? Um, I'm trying to think what they could do. They could do nothing. Nothing. Oh, we're going to put a sanction on on Putin. Oh man, I mean, think about the trading power that they have with China right now. They they don't they don't need a thing from us. <laughs> they've got their own oil. They've got their own uh, gas. They've got their own everything. They got everything they need. They have the entire um, uh, uh, food and um, uh, goods and services industries and everything out of China. Beijing, uh, Xinjiang, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> what do they need from us? It, it, it's a complete farce. It's a waste of time. There's no point in it. You better not do that or we're going to put another 30th sanction on you. I'm like, Putin's got to be laughing so hard. It's just like, it's, uh, anyway, whatever. All right, praise God. Next one up. Department of Homeland Security. Oh, it's DHS, Department of Homeland Security. Oh, well, that must, ooh, this is important. This this got to be true, right? I mean, after all, it's the Department of Homeland Security warns that right-wing extremists, which, by the way, you have to translate, um, you have to put it in uh, reptilian Biden Saki ease. What that means is, we'll translate it. The the global satanic control grid controlled Department of Homeland Security warns that. Anyone who has ever been considered a Republican, voted for Trump, whatever, might be involved in attacking the power grid of the United States. And oh, by the way, they even say violent domestic groups. You mean sort of like those uh, Christians that they got locked up, had, had them locked up since the false flag of, of uh January 6th, which it was a false flag. All that stuff is just a bunch of tripe. I've told people a bazillion times. I don't know how many times I've said it. If you go to tribulation-now.org, all you got to do is scroll down uh, very slowly and carefully, and you look for the um, the little uh, article there, which you can click on. It says paid actors, guy with a red hat pointing, right? Paid actors, all right? And you click on it. All right. You don't even have to read it. Just scroll down and look, watch the video. Watch the video. That video was taken down off of YouTube so fast. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. See, when I saw that on YouTube, I was like, oh, this one's coming down. And I was in such a hurry to get it downloaded so I could upload it to my, my server because I knew it was going to disappear I, it was as fast as it got up there. Uh, and sure enough, it did. All right. But it's on my website. Praise God. So you can go and watch it. Watch it, watch it three or four times. 
<laughs> and then when you go back and you watch the headlines about January 6th, you're going to be laughing. You're going to be laughing because you're going to know it's all a total put on. It is a total put on. It's it's bunk. It's a setup. It's all by design. All right. Next one up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. World Health Organization predicts the end of the pandemic in Europe. The, 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 who? The European chief says Omicron could be COVID-19's you know, end game. Never mind that they're telling everybody that there's another you know, permutation of it out there. And forget about all the monkeys that got broke out of the truck. You know, up in Pennsylvania now, everybody's just dropping over dead and sick, and there's blood gushing out of their eyes and ears, and they're walking around eating people and babies and everything in the middle. No. Somebody claimed that they got sick. Here it says in this headline, woman says she came down with a cough and conjunctivitis after assisting at the crash site with 100 CDC quarantine quarantine center-bound monkeys. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I get communications from people that are going like, oh, no, here it is. It's another one of those. It's going to be a terrible, it'll be, uh, you know, and and we're all going to, and people are going to, and thousands are going to drop, and then the monkeys, and monkeys, and oh, no, here we go. And I'm like, they don't need a bunch of monkeys. (laughs) How many monkeys did they they need to do the whole, you know, COVID thing? (laughs) How many monkeys did they need to allow Fauci to to intentionally uh, hide and c- corrupt the entire medical services system and take you know, hy- hy- hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, which would have completely killed uh, you know, the, the, the entire thing. 500 million people, almost, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And that entity is still walking around? How is that even possible? I'm going to let Glenn Beck speak to that. Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a damn thing anymore. Hey, kids, he said the damn word. But you like Glenn Beck, though, don't you? (laughs) I knew that. I knew that you did. I knew that you did. All right, next one up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. Biden administration is withdrawing its OSHA COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Okay, that was absolutely, I mean, if you're not laughing, I mean, if you're not howling in laughter at the, that they even put this in the papers, <laughs> it's like, okay, I can't even, I'm not even gonna, okay, forget it. Next headline, forget it. I just can't go there. All right, next one up. Uh, the FDA restricts use of two monoclonal antibody treatments. And what happens to that? DeSantis gets all mad, and he, DeSantis comes forward, and he demands COVID treatments deemed ineffective by the FDA that they be released right now. I would like to see Ron DeSantis with um, a pair of eight-ounce boxing gloves in the same room with Biden and Fauci. <laughs> I bet she wins. <laughs> Okay, but I, that's a no-brainer. Actually, all you'd have to do is blow on Biden, and he, he would just fall over and start pooping his pants. Uh, Fauci, I don't know what he'd, he'd probably turn into some sort of a strange alien being, and like you know, I don't know, beam up to some sort of planet pop tart, you know, craft or something. Anyway, next one up: new COVID-19 subvariant being investigated, detected in the United States. Oh no, what will they call it? <laughs> You know what? If, if 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 this if this means anything, which it probably doesn't, I think the you know I just really think it's gonna you know it's dying out. They're losing they're losing momentum now. Could they release something else worse? Did they try to release smallpox? Yes. 
Did they get busted? Absolutely. You could, you know, three containers of it in Philadelphia Merck Lab. In the Merck Lab, what do you know? Merck, really? Two days it was discovered in the refrigerator in a Merck Lab. By the way, it has to be kept in a bio bio biohazard level four containment facility. There's only like four or five of them in the world. They claim there could be more, but there's only supposedly like four or five of them. And it mysteriously got out. And they found it mysteriously three days after Bill Gates waving his strange hands around like he does, talking like, I don't know what he talks like. What is that? Where he goes, and I'm like, I just want to jump through the computer. But then my Jesus thing kicks in, and I'm like, I'm sorry, Father. Forgive me. I'll put away my Louisville slugger. I promise. I'm sorry, Lord. Vengeance is yours. But this, you know what, folks, of all the headlines tonight, this one is the one that upsets me the most. And then we're going to bring on very, very patient Brother Shannon Johnson to share with us a powerful dream that he was given in regard to the vaccines. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Now, I'm going to share this with you, but I'm warning you. Kids, kids, you, you're going to have to leave the room. Kids, oh, oh, now, hey, 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 Spanky, don't be giving me those looks, dude. Come on, man. Be cool. Cupcakes and ice cream for everybody, all right? Okay. All right, just go into that other room over there and close the door. Okay. This one upsets me a lot. Listen to this. Okay, here we go. Headline. Peter Robbins, the actor who voiced the beloved Charlie Brown character in the Peanuts cartoons, has died at age 65. Fauci and Gates killed Charlie Brown! Oh my gosh, I can't believe it! Okay, and that is the most disturbing headline of the night. It's not normal. It's not normal. I know. It's wrong! It is. It's not normal. This is disturbing. You can say that again. Next one up. Oh, no. Next one up is Brother Shannon. Praise Jesus. And here we go. Brother Shannon, are you there? Yes, John. Can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. Hey, um, well, hey, you've been here before, so you know how it works. Praise God. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, turn the mic over to you and uh, and let you share what, um, you know, you saw in your dream and, and you know, kind of like, you know, give us your, your thoughts on it and all that kind of stuff. And I, and, uh, and we're just very blessed to have you. God bless you for joining us. And at that point, at this moment, I'm just going to go ahead, mute my mic, grab my virtual folding chair and turn the mic over to you. Thank you for joining us tonight. God bless you. Amen. Before we get started, let's pray. Dear Father God, we thank you for another day. We thank you for giving us the opportunity 
to give a message of hope, Father God, in a world that's dying, in a world that's afraid and scared, there's still hope in your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father God, for this program with John the Baptist and Tribulation Now. Actually, to bless his ministry. And I ask you, Father God, to use me so that you can get the glory and all the honor. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going Amen. to share a dream with you guys. Amen. That the Lord had given me a couple, a couple of months ago. And it has something to do with the vaccine. And as we know, these vaccines that are out there, is that there's an evil agenda behind it. And we know that eventually it will lead to the mark of the beast. But this is not the mark of the beast at all. Um, people are misquoting scripture, scaring people into hell. But the Lord has raised up watchmen in these end times to bring a message of hope. So here we go. The Lord came to many dreams. And in this dream, I seen this young man and I began talking to him. And he had this sad look on his face. I then asked him, "What's wrong?" And he did not say it. And he did not say anything. But the Holy Spirit prompted me to ask him, "Was it because you took the vaccines?" And he said, "Yes." And you could see the grief on his face. And that's when the Holy Spirit prompted me to say to him, "You have been healed." I'm gonna repeat that again. And that's when the Holy Spirit prompted me to say to him. You have been healed. You have been set free, and the Lord woke me up from the dream. And what he was saying is, in this final hour, do not walk in fear from the reports from the news or social media because he is bigger than any vaccine or any disease that's out there. The enemy has prompted fear into God's people, saying that this is the mark of the beast, etc. But the Lord is telling his people, I have come to heal you. If you truly come to me, I'm going to repeat that. He said, he is telling his people, I have come to heal you. If you truly come to me, I will heal you. I will set you free if you truly come to me. But at the same time, if you have taken the vaccine, do not be arrogant. Do not continue in the ways of the world. Do not act like the people. Come out of her because I know each and every one's heart. Just like the young man in the dream, he thought he was doing the right thing after taking the vaccine, and the Holy Spirit knew that he was, and the, and the Holy Spirit knew it while the grievous pain in this young man's face and told him that you are healed. You see, this boils down to the heart. God knows each and every one of our hearts. He comes to give peace if anyone that has taken the vaccine or anything he has come to heal. He has come to set free. He has come to set you free, but be sincere with the Lord and let him know your problems. And he gave me Psalms 91 for those that have taken the vaccine. He said, we cannot walk in fear because what's going to happen will happen, and God is allowing it to happen, but he will take care of his children. And I'm going to give you, give you guys the thoughts on this dream. The enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy in this final hour. And we know that a bioweapon has been unleashed from the pits of hell to destroy mankind. And we know that the evil agenda of the elite, they want to depopulate the world 
by 2030, they say. But the Lord has come to tell his children, do not walk in fear in this final hour. If you truly belong to him, and if you have truly accepted him as your Lord and Savior, the enemy can't kill you unless he gets permission from God. The same thing with Job and in his situation. The enemy could not kill could not kill Job, but he could touch his body. And with these vaccines that are out there now, if you think that you're doing the right thing and the Lord has given you peace about it, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what John the Baptist say. It doesn't matter what anyone says because there are a lot of voices out and you only need to hear one voice, and that is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because I'm here to tell you now, just think of all the frontline workers, the doctors, the nurses, the police, the military, the essential workers. Guess what? If all of those guys quit their jobs, we would be in big trouble. So God has put people on the front line to take care and attend to the needs of yours and mine. Yes, we know this is an evil agenda. We know what this is all about. And none of us like it. We know what they're up to. We know what they're getting ready to set up. But we can't walk in fear in this final hour. Yes, we will get sick. Not just from a vaccine. This stuff is in the air. This stuff is in the food. This stuff is in the water supply. That's why we must pray. Before we touch anything, before we eat anything, pray over yourself at all times. And if you have to come down to it where you got to provide for your family, take it to the Lord in prayer. And if, if he gives you peace about it, then you do that. But we can't continue to walk in fear in this final hour. I was one of those that looked down on those that took the vaccine. I said, look how stupid they are. But then the Holy Spirit gave me a stern correct a stern correction in a loving way. He said, don't judge them because you don't know their hearts. You don't know the motives behind what they are doing it and why they are doing it. Pray for them. Pray for protection over them. There's enough confusion in the world. There's enough debates going on about the face mask and about the vaccines. I don't need any more division in the body of Christ. Because you're going to have to stand before me and give account. And if you cause one of these little ones to stray away, I'm going to hold you accountable for that. So I'm here to let you guys know, if you're in a situation where you have no choice in the matter, and you decide to quit your job because of a mandate, and you have faith in it, and believe that God will provide for you, you have peace about it. But if you are on the other side of that, and you have no choice but to work, but you're putting your faith in Jesus Christ that he will protect you through these vaccines. He is with you in that area as well. He's no perspective of person. He doesn't play the double side games. He loves you no matter what. So let this be a dream of an encouragement to anyone out there that's listening or that might go back and listen in the archives. Do not be afraid in this final hour. I know testimonies of people that have taken this vaccine, but guess what? 
they were healed. And guess what? Some of them were non-believers, and now they are true born-again believers in Christ. You see, what the enemy meant for evil, God has meant for good. That's why YouTube don't want anyone talking about praying over a vaccine, because they know that there's power in prayer. They know that there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. And it's only going to get tougher from here on out, saints. Once Omicron is once Omicron fades out, another pestilence is going to arise. And Luke 21 and 11 talks about that, increasing pestilence. It's going to continue. It's going to continue. It's going to continue. It's not going back to normal. This is how it's going to be until the Lord returns. And may we be found worthy to escape his wrath and not be here when the Antichrist comes on the scene to initiate his final mark. And remember this, Revelation 13 and 16 and 8 tells us he will cause all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark, not marks, but a mark in their right hand or in their forehead to buy or sell. They're not sticking it in your forehead right now, are they? They're not sticking it in your right hand, are they? They're sticking it in your arm. So stop listening to what everybody's saying. It's not the mark of the beast. These are precursors. They said that the face mask had a chip in it. How could that be? That just sounds plain ignorant to me. How can a face mask have a chip in it? So now they're saying that the vaccine is the mark of the beast, but it's not. If anything, these things are here to cause harm to your body. Can't destroy you unless God gives them permission. Amen. Brother John. Praise God. Amen. I couldn't agree more. There's a lot of... um... You know, people just don't even, it's amazing, people don't read the Bible. I, You know, I, I don't know if you want to call it fortunate, unfortunate, or whatever, get, give it a name if you want, but um, I was around uh, when the American Express card came out, and the so-called Church of the United States was, I mean, they were just beside themselves. They were coming out and telling everybody, that is the mark of the beast. People were marching. I mean, they made a big, I mean, it's every time. And so what happens is, you know, we got to just, Read our Bible. God isn't trying to trick us. That's the no. thing that just blows me away is that people must think that our Heavenly Father wants to trick his people. You know, and, and so what they'll do is they'll tear the Bible apart. They'll say, oh, that's a metaphor. They'll, you know, then you got these folks that are preterist and they'll, they'll you know, take, you know, parts of, parts of Revelation and they'll say, well, that happened back in the 1300s and the Great Tribulation already happened. It happened back in uh, 1836, yeah. and, you know, and all this kind of crazy stuff. And I'm like, no, God isn't trying to trick us. He put, you know, there's a, you know, first, first seal, second seal, third seal, fourth seal, you know, first trumpet, second trumpet, you know, it's, they're in order yeah. for a reason. You know what I mean? And so it's it's not complicated when, you know, the, the actual word for the mark is, it when you look at the Greek, <clears throat> it actually means emblem. You know, it's visible. You can see it. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, amen, praise God. And, um, you know, it's just been, and I know you know this, a very difficult journey for yeah. those of us who knew 
you know, we knew right away that there, this wasn't anything of the sort. And we, we would see, I mean, what happens to the body of Jesus Christ when CNN, Fox, MSNBC, the BBC, um, Al Jazeera News puts live film footage of hundreds of cars going in to get their vaccine and the side of the road is full of Christians holding up signs that says, warning, you're going to hell. It is the mark of the beast. The whole yeah. world sees that. And it calls into credibility every Christian on the entire earth. That is a very scary thing. Because there's there are unbelievers out there that we would have might have otherwise been given an opportunity to bring to the Lord, but they're going to remember those signs, and 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 people don't think about it. Everybody just goes out there. They knee jerk reacts and they, they they're they're putting stuff up there and saying all the most doggondest things, and there, there's no and it's like, are you kidding me? People, and I know you get this, when you, once you, and it, you know, one person, two people, three people, not such a big deal, but when it is yeah. thousands and thousands of, you know, worldwide, and you've got these Christians from all, and they're all going, it's the mark of the beast, it's the mark of the beast. You know, there were people, do you remember, I don't know if you remember this, but but right in the early days uh, of the probably maybe April-ish of last year or something like that, maybe a little sooner, uh, there were uh, people that called themselves Christians. I, I, I'm not judging them. That have um, – they call them also, they also call themselves a doctor or whatever. It, they they get, usually go on to these podcast shows with more than one people at the same time. And they were telling people that there was going to be like – what did they say? Something like 600 million people or something were going to drop over dead like three months after they took the vaccine. I remember that, yeah. Remember, I remember that? that. Remember yeah. that? I was like, no, that's not going to happen. You know, I knew, I know, and I'm sure you do too, but I'm just saying, I, at the, you know, um, I know entire churches that went in and got it. You know, not yeah. one of them got sick. Not one of them got any of the side effects. You know, it, it's like God is not finished with us yet. Right. You know, people are out there saying, oh, you know, I'm part of the remnant bride. I'm, you know, I'm like, wait a minute. My Bible says, my Bible says very clearly, it says God saves such as has a contrite spirit. Okay. And the word contrite, Okay, and we'll define. Well, I'll type it in here, and I won't get it wrong. Okay, we'll type it. Contra, okay, so contrite. Uh, there we go. There we go. So it's a feeling of exp expressing remorse and penitence affected by guilt, a broken, contrite heart, remorseful, repentant, repentant, penitent, and regretful. Sorry. Then you also have the scripture. That uh, in Psalms where it says, um, I got to find it. There's only one scripture. This is another one the Lord showed to me and I was like, oh my gosh. 
Psalm 1913, keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression. So you got all these people out there that come join our 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 Facebook group. We're you know we're the yeah. remnant bride of Jesus. We're we're the bride. We're the remnant. We're this. We're remnant. We're that. You know. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's presumptuous of you. <laughs> you know, Jesus pointed over to the to the Pharisee and the tax collector, and he pointed them out. The Pharisees, you know, like. I am so glad that I have made it. I am so glad I am chosen by yeah. you, Lord. And and the fact and the tax collector is like tearing his shirt open and he's looking down at the ground. And he goes, "I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy." And Jesus looks at everybody and he, they say, "You need to be like the tax collector." But nobody does it. Everybody's out there beating your chest. And I'm like, forget that noise. I would rather be, you know how the Bible says, you know, the first will be last and the last will be first. I I don't just want to be last. I want to be so last that I'm like, you know, everyone's like turning around going, hurry up, John. The last chicken wing is on the buffet. You know, and I'm coming running up from the line. Because, you know, because if I've learned anything, it is. I I feel like, you know, when Paul said, like, I am like, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but when he said, like, I am like the the, the least of these, the, the most unworthy of all, I'm like, yeah. I don't think Paul's got anything on me. <laughs> I'm serious. He may have killed some people. I definitely never killed anybody, but I'm pretty sure I broke every other rule in the book. So anyway, um, man. Praise God that the Lord, you know, showed you showed you that that it was a powerful dream yeah. that it was, yeah because we need here's what's absent but I know that you know this so I'm stating the obvious so I'll even play this for myself you're good <laughs> thanks Captain Obvious I was on a totally different track but here's the thing the number one thing that is missing from the body of Christ today. Worldwide, worldwide, they do not understand the power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They do not understand that they can pray over, you know, you can have nuclear fallout. It poisons the water table. Your family is thirsty. They're all going to die. And you can take that nuclear poisoned water, set it on your table, and pray in the name of Jesus Christ, I purify this with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can all sit down and have a glass of water right out of the bucket. There should be no hesitation whatsoever. None. No hesitation. Do you does any if you're doubting the word of God, then guess what? You're already in trouble. You're not gonna make it. I'm not saying you're not gonna make it to heaven. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you will not fulfill the things that were written in your book. Psalm 139, verse 16. I say it all the time. Okay, it's really important. Um, uh, Hold on a second. And I really like the the NLP's uh, translation of it a little bit better. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. All right, compare that to Ephesians 2.20. 
uh, hopefully I got that right, or is it 210? Maybe 210. Yeah, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ so we can do good things that he planned for us long ago. That's, a, that's what I call brother and sister verse. They go hand in hand. Yeah. The point is you're not going to be all that you can be. And you might say, well, you know, hey, man, I just want to make it to heaven. Folks, try to change your attitude if that's your attitude right now. I know a lot of people who are thinking like that. I just want to make it to heaven. And I get it. I get it. I, I Trust yeah. me. Believe me. I get it. I really, really do. Sometimes I even tongue-in-cheek say, I hope I can at least have a pup tent on a distant mountain somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get it. Hmm. But here's the thing. Today. Today is the day that if you embrace the opportunity that the Lord God, the creator of creation, trillions and trillions of galaxies, multiple universes, if you can embrace the opportunity that has been laid before you, understand that Jesus didn't so much as take a breath between the parable of the wise and foolish virgins and the parable of the talent and rewards, he didn't even take a breath. They go together. The opportunity that has been laid, and, and guess what? You don't even have to go get a sign. You don't even have to go charging into a bar and, 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 and risk getting yourself beat to a fruit juicy pulp. You don't have to do none of that. Just get on your knees and pray. Because you have the power in Jesus Christ. But you got to believe it. you got to know it. you got to act it. You, there's no second. You don't, you, you know, I, I remember, Shannon, when, when we had that little talk, I told people, look, I would much rather take the vaccine yeah, uh, yeah. and be able to keep my job and serve Jesus, you know, and die. I would rather die. I would rather die yeah. a painful, agonizing death in the flesh if that was what was necessary for me to continue to serve God. Amen. In a snap, in a snap, and everybody's running around going, oh, no, it's coming for me. I'm afraid. They don't – nobody gets the scripture. They don't understand. You know, Second Timothy 1.7, you know um, – I'm sorry, is it seven one one seven one seven seven one? I'm going to reverse them. But anyway, you know, um, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's us. That's who we are, you know? But, but, you know, nobody's preaching power. Everybody's preaching fear. And yeah, you're not. And it's like, yeah. Go for it. No, say it. And it's like we discredit the power of the Holy Spirit to work in people that are sick. We're, we're limiting his abilities to heal people that are sick or to be protected from something. You know, my wife, <clears throat> I share this testimony all the time. She had got COVID back in June, and she had went to a baby shower in Vegas, and somebody there had COVID, and she had got sick real bad, John, um, real sick to the point where she lost 20 pounds. Her um, body began to ache. She couldn't sleep because she felt like when she laid down that the life was being taken out of her lungs. And people got this notion to say, don't go to the hospital, don't go to the doctor. I, I, when did we start saying that? You know, um, <laughs> don't all of a sudden, don't go to the hospital now. You know what? When she got real sick, we kept going to the doctors. We kept going back to the hospital because God had put doctors and nurses 
in position for it to get there, a prayer for us to get there and to get the right help and the right treatment. And this went on for like six months. Like I say, she had got it real bad. And now through prayer, she's coming around again. The Lord is allowing her to eat again and putting weight back on her body again. And this came through prayer. We can't limit the power of prayer. There's prayer in his name. There's power in his name. But when we go out there and tell people taking the vaccine, for whatever reason, I'm not here to judge anybody for what they do, and we tell them that they're going to go to hell, it's just not right, man. It's, it's not fair. They would know us by our love that we have for one another in this final hour. And I don't see that anymore in the body of Christ. And when I say body, I mean those that are out there that are walking around just wanting to see people die, wanting to see people accept the mark of the beast. And I say it all the time. If this is the mark of the beast, those that believe in the rapture, guess what? We've missed out then. Because if this is the mark of the beast, we are here in the great tribulation period. And we're not there yet. So I just want to let people know, no matter what you're going through, COVID, cancer, AIDS, whatever is out there, if you are a true born-again believer in Jesus Christ, man, he will be with you until the end. And if guess what? If like John said, if you are to die, guess what? That's only the beginning. Eternity awaits you in heaven. We are so afraid of dying, but we all will die. We all will die one day. The scriptures tell us that. But to die in Jesus Christ means to spend eternity with him. So and I just thank God that they put a halt on the vaccine mandates for 100 employees or more. It would have been devastating. It would have been a disaster. So let's thank God for that. Let's thank God for the opportunity, saints. Through prayer, he's able to, he's able to still maneuver and do things, but we can't limit him. We can't limit his powers, and we can't judge people for the decisions that they make, that they make, especially if they are your brother and sister in Christ. If they choose to get the vaccine, you still love them. If they choose not to get the vaccine, you still love them. The enemy is very divisive in what he does. This is all about division. And we are seeing it. Christians are tearing each other apart, left and right, backbiting. I mean, just dogfighting. Oh, you in this group, I can't talk to you. Well, you're not vaccinated, so I don't want to be bothered with you. That's not Jesus Christ at all. That's not the love of Jesus Christ. We have missed the mark so bad, and it hurts me, man. I've lost a lot of friends as of recently because I took a stand and said the vaccine is not the mark of the beast. And the Lord said, I'm going to use you, but guess what? There's going to be a lot of opposition that comes with this now. Get ready for it. And it hurts me to know that I have been friends with so many people for so long, and all of a sudden, 
I'm telling you, show me scripture where it says that the mark of the beast is in the arm, and they can't back it up with scripture, but they want to make excuses and then agree. No, no, show me. And then they want to say, well, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. It is what it is. It is what it is. But God is want, God wants us to know that there's still hope. If you feel fearful because you've taken a vaccine and you fear um, the unknowing, take it to the Lord in prayer. See what he's showing you in this final hour. You don't know until you go to him in prayer, but we got to stop listening to this person and that person. Well, the scientists say this. I Googled it and it said that. But what is God's word telling us in this final hour? Amen. <laughs> oh, it's it's um yeah I know it's it, it's an it, it you, you, you see you you're seeing what I'm seeing right you're seeing people totally losing it and going off the deep end aren't you? Yeah. I am. I am. I'm seeing people. They're, 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 I'm not going to repeat what some of these people are doing out there, but some of the stuff that the people are doing out there are just, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, my Bible says these signs will follow those who believe. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will ingest anything deadly and will not hurt them. What about Paul yeah. on the island of Malta and he got bit by a deadly viper and he shook it off his hand? He didn't even care. You know, yeah. they thought he was going to die. You know, that's how we have to be. You know, we got to walk in divine health. Look, I, I, you know, in, in the book uh, uh, that I have open here in my Kindle here, Charles and Francis Hunter, um, uh, it, it's entitled um, How to Heal the Sick, one of the best books I've ever bought. I've read it about four or five times, uh, giving it to people, and, of course, it doesn't come back, and that's cool. I, 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 I praise God I can bless them. Um, but in Chapter 13, it's, it's entitled What If I Don't Get Healed? And he goes on to explain – this is this is one of the most um, prolific or well-known divine healing team of the 80s and the 90s. Okay, and uh, and you know people being healed of cancer, they traveled the entire world. It's absolutely amazing. I met them in person, but I was just a little kid. Um, but anyway, um, they you know uh, uh, his wife, uh, you know Francis, uh, she developed a an ulcer on her leg and they prayed over, prayed over, prayed over, prayed over, prayed over. And then he's people getting healed from cancer and stuff. And they're praying over and she's not getting healed and they're blown away. They don't know what to do. And, and, um, uh, I, you know, but bottom line was, uh, she ended up going in, uh, to the, the hospital, uh, and Charles freaked out. I mean, he got up on the chair, I mean, right up on the hospital bed in front of everybody. And he pointed down at his wife, and he said, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I command you to be healed. Nothing. Yes. And I'm like, okay, first off, Luke was a medical doctor. Okay, people are out there so busy flapping their lips about stuff they don't understand. Oh, but the yes. Bible says pharmakia, pharmakia, you're taking – okay, good, fine. Okay, then why don't you in your pharmakia word, why don't you go out there and tell everybody that has type 1 diabetes to stop taking their insulin and watch them drop yes. over dead. And then guess what? Watch you being held accountable in front of God for their death because you flap your lips about pharmakia because you don't know what you're talking about. If you read the first chapter of Philippians, you you read about Epaphroditus. 
Epaphroditus was one, like a best friend of, of Paul. And and um, Paul was writing ahead, you know, saying, hey, we're heading your way, you know, uh, and talking to the Church of Philippi. And he's like, you know, my, my, my buddy, my fellow, you know, minister in Christ, fellow missionary, Epaphroditus, fell sick. And he basically says, man, I, I was crying. I thought he was going to die, uh, you know, and, and uh, but he pulled through, you know, and we're so looking forward to seeing you guys. Okay, read the story about Epaphroditus. Yes. You know, I, I won't share the story of Epaphroditus with a person that has a gift of divine healing. You know why? Because it'll break down their faith. Mm-hmm. Because Paul, who raised people from the dead, couldn't even get his, fr- his own friend Epaphroditus healed. Sometimes you need a doctor. That's what chapter 13 is about in the book, How to Heal the Sick with Charles and Francis Hunter. It, it, they came clean. They said, sometimes you just need a doctor. You know, so, I mean, it's like everybody thinks it's black and white. God is not black and white. No way. Our our Heavenly Father is analog. It's, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, it's, 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 I, you know, the answer is, I always tell people the answer is not A, it's not B, and it's not C. The answer is D, all of the above. It's, 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 our God is a technicolor God. He's an awesome God. It's not, you know, you're going to hell for, you know, there, you know, yes, there's some, you know, my, like, for example, you know, this, my, well, you don't know the part about my sister, but my sister, boy, let me tell you, yeah. she would hit me on the head with a frying pan. I, you know, we, she, we, I don't know how we got on the subject, but I, um, we were talking about, you know, cause you know about death, right? There are sins mm-hmm. of death. And, you know, she was like, all sins, she went started to rant at me, and she's like, you know, all sins are the same. God sees all sins the same. Sin is sin is sin is sin. And, uh, oh, I know why she she said that, because I said I, I, I was letting her know that I, you know, some I was very blessed because somebody had the sin of unforgiveness, didn't realize it, that, you know, and they were like, I sure hope Jesus forgives me because I'm having a really hard time forgiving my, um, you know, I forget, some you know, cousin or something of her husband or something yeah. like that. I, and I, I said, as she says, when I stand before Jesus, I hope he forgives me. And I said, oh, no, you don't get it. I wonder, I said, you don't get to stand before Jesus. If you have the sin of, un- uh, of unforgiveness in your heart for any reason at all, even if you were horribly raped as a child, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, you do not pass go. You do not collect $200. You don't get to say you're sorry to Jesus. You are going to wake up, and the feet you hear coming down that hallway are not coming to take you to heaven. True. She went. She freaked. She was like, "Oh my gosh, I had no idea." Well, I told, I gave, I gave that testimony to my sister, and I thought she was just about to beat me over the head with a frying pan. <laughs> a sin is a sin is a sin is a sin, and I'm like, "Not in my Bible." And she's like, "Well, then you show it to me, and you show it to me in my paper Bible. None of this phone nonsense." So I did. <laughs> but then she's like, then she's like, you know, using her fingers and going, "I gotta check the context because if the context, the context, the context." And I'm like, no, you don't need to check the context. It says what it says. You're looking for an excuse. When you're checking context, what you're doing is you're looking for an excuse to do the opposite of what the Bible explicitly tells you not to do. That's what, the, you know, at first, oh, it's just, it, oh, it drives you crazy, man. It's a mark. It's on the right hand. Why is this complicated? Yes. <laughs> 
doesn't it drive you nuts? And then everybody's yeah. dividing, and I don't want to talk to you anymore, and people are leaving their their jobs, and they're running away, and they, you know, and it's just all kinds of crazy, wacky stuff. We could be here for several more years, and they're destroying yeah. their lives. They're destroying yeah. their lives. Yeah. They're destroying their ministries, and they're clearly not hearing from God. I mean, I mean, nothing personal, but if you're doing stuff like that right now, dude, you need to reinvestigate who you're really hearing from. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, uh, you know, and I, and I'm, and, and bro, I'm uniquely qualified. There's nobody who is dorked up more than me. I am like the poster child of dorking up. Okay. They're like bulletin <laughs> boards, like right beside Harold Campings, you know, May uh, 11th of 2011, you know, with my picture on it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, you know, I, when I say that, I say that with all humility, you know, I tr- do, try to make it you know, a little bit funny and tongue in cheek, but it's sad. It's unbelievable how messed up the body of Christ is right now. I would rather be, I would rather be in a church, in a dead church with no speaking in tongues, no baptism of the Holy Spirit in some like Lutheran church in the middle of nowhere, Missouri, clueless, than be a part of these people out there that are beating their chest, telling everybody that they're the bride, they're the remnant, they're all this, they're all that. Uh, It's the mark of the beast. You're going to hell. And I'm like thinking, man, Man, oh man, oh man! You know, and and I don't know. This probably happens to you too, but people like will send me links, and they'll be like, "Oh, you got to hear this preacher. You got to see this church. Yeah. You got to yeah. do this." And yeah. I'm like, "I ain't looking at that. <laughs> you can do it if you want to, but homie ain't going there." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Forget that noise. Yeah. The church is messed up right now, man. I want to stay as far it away is, from that man. as possible. Yeah. All I need is me. My Bible and my knees on the ground. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. What a messy world we live in right now. What have we got to deal with this for like three or four more years? Man, oh, Dave. You know, yeah, I was thinking that, you know, it's like um, a lot of people are quitting their jobs. And and the Lord tarries. How are you going to provide for your family? You know, I hear people say, well, God is going to provide and take care of me. That, that might be true, but he also has given you the means and the necessity to get out there and work. Um, hey, hey, man, they they dorked up real bad. And here, I'll show you the proof. All right, so we go right here to Second Thess, all right, chapter 3. All right, um, so basically, and I've, I've mentioned this to people on the program before, simple as this. So the Church of Thessalonica gets all pumped up. And they're like going, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. Oh, my goodness. And they quit their jobs. They're running around. They're being busy buddies. They're going, hey, man, I see you made a big bowl of chili over there. I see you got that chili on a stove. You mind if I have a bowl of chili? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I quit my job because Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. Paul Paul comes in in 2 Thessalonians 2, and he says, meatheads, meatheads, don't you know that the day of Christ is not coming until the Antichrist is revealed? Where's the Antichrist? Show him to me right now. I mean, that's, yeah. I, you know, I know I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what Paul said. He said, you guys need to snap out of it. And then in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, he comes up, he comes right out and he says, if you don't work, don't eat. And you know what that means? When, the, when these people are talking to you and they're going, well, the Lord's going to take care of me. No, he isn't. 
The Lord took care of you by putting the word inside the Bible, and you did not read it. And guess what? You get what you get. That's how it works. If there, it, look, if the word is, if it's in the Bible, you think the Lord's just going to come and scoop you right up and go, and, oh, darn, he didn't read the Bible, and they didn't read the Bible, and they went and did exactly the opposite of what I told them to do. So I'm just going to send Gabriel down to go get them. That isn't how it yeah. works. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Oh, man. It's a, yeah, I'm we could be here. Yeah, I know, long. John. Yeah, I know, John. It's, it's <laughs> It's crazy, man. And I and I was just thinking the other day. Let's say um, a vaccinated person goes in to the grocery store to buy something, and you're not vaccinated. You can't go in to get anything to eat. And that vaccinated that vaccinated person comes up to you and say, um, "I know you can't go in, but here's some groceries for you as well." How would that unvaccinated person that thinks ill about a vaccinated person, I wonder how would they feel, man? Here's this vaccinated person rendering their heart, knowing that you couldn't go in to buy nothing, but I went there and got it for you. I wonder how, I wonder how would, I just wonder, man, how would they feel? How would that make them feel? Amen. No, it's, 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 if we don't, if we don't, Learn to read our Bible and take it for what it says, exactly for what it says. Set aside the time. Don't tell me you don't have the time because you're telling a a naughty fib. You can get up a little earlier, spend a half an hour, pick a book, do a couple of chapters, whatever. You can do it. Okay, read it. Take it at face value. Just read what it says and listen to it. Right here it says... Verse 10, 2 Thessalonians 3, Paul said, even while we were here with you, we gave you this command, quote, those unwilling to work will not get to eat. Now, apply it to yourself. Oh, no, that only applies to the people back then. That's 2,000 years old. No, that's a lie from the devil. Every single scripture applies to you, and the only ones that don't apply to you are the ones that that were superseded by Jesus or the apostles. Okay, in the new covenant. All right. So you don't take your kids out like it says in Deuteronomy or whatever and stone them because they were naughty or whatever. Okay, there's, you know, it's we're under the love covenant of the Lord Jesus Christ right now. And that's that, that actually raises the bar. But you but yeah. I'm folks, read your New Testament. If you don't know your New Testament like the back of your hand right now, you're in trouble. You are in deep, deep trouble. Deep trouble. Because you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer. Your, ch- your, your, your kids are going to suffer unnecessarily. If Unnecessary, you know, man. Yes. If you don't know, if you, look, if you know the power that you have in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, when the roving bands of marauders, murderers, rapists, killers are going through your neighborhood, where's your head going to be? Your head's going to be with the devil. Your head's going to be – you're going to be in fear. The, 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 the true bride of the Lord Jesus Christ that hopes – she's not sure she is, but she hopes beyond hope that she is. She prays that she might be found worthy. She's going to be on her knees. 
She's going to be saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, please do not hold them accountable. Father, please send your angels down and protect the people that are being hurt right now. Father, please, Father, in the name of Jesus, I call down your holy fire to surround this house. Father, make make good eyes blind. Let them not see. Father, this, Father, that. We are going to be on our knees. The difference between the wise and the foolish virgins are the foolish virgins are going to go out and get guns, and they're going to join out there doing everything that they're not supposed to do. And the, and the wise virgins are going to be on their knees the using the power in the name of the lord jesus christ we have no fear they're not coming to our house they're not even going to see our house now they might not yeah. they might every other house in the neighborhood but they're not going to touch yours you got to understand the power that you have god is not going to let do you know how precious it is to our heavenly father how he needs those of us, the very few of us who understand the power that we were given through Christ and are humble, contrite, obedient to the word, on our knees, praying with that power to save souls. Now, and of course, you know, physician heal thyself. So first we pray for our own protection, right? And then... We pray for the protection of others. We pray that the Father will forgive them, forgive them for they know not what they do. Because when you pray for their forgiveness, you basically have disarmed the right of the demons that are controlling them to stay there. The demons do not – so so you got Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 6. What does he do? He confesses of the sins of the people of Israel. Excuse me? How come Nehemiah was able to confess of the sins of the people of Israel? How come Daniel in chapter 9, verse 20, was able to confess of the sins of the people of Israel on their behalf? Why does John 20, 25 say, if you, if you uh, forgive the sins of any, they will be forgiven them, and if you re- can retain the sins of any, they will not be forgiven? Why does it say that? Mm-hmm. We don't understand the power that we have. We have to buck up. We got to be real. We got to believe what the word of God says. We got to stand on that word and we got to use that power through our prayer. And we're needed because we are yeah. truly rare. I'm not saying we're the remnant, Brian. I'm not saying none of that stuff. I'm just saying it's so few out there understand. And let me tell you something. You think God's going to protect somebody? Who do you think he's going to protect? He's going to protect his prayer warriors. He's going to protect the people that are on their knees. Those are the ones he's going to protect because that is how he operates. He will protect the ones that work with him, call down the power from heaven. That's what we do. And we put it into action on the earth and we destroy the works of the devil like Jesus did. That because we are Jesus on the earth. It's no longer I who lives, but Jesus by Christ who lives in me. That's, that's how it works. That's who we are. And so few people get that. So few pastors get it. So few churches get it. Hardly anybody does. Hardly anybody does. Mm-hmm. And that's the saddest thing of all. I, I will, I, you know, who knows what the Lord has in store for me. As far as I'm concerned, a meteor can fall on my head tonight and I'll go home. I'm ready. But I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying I have a feeling the Lord is going to need the very few of us who understand that to be here to pray because that's how 
the kingdom of God operates. We call down. We're the ones who march around Jericho and praise God. We're the ones who do the things. You see what I'm saying? It's all over the Bible. God acts on our prayers, on our praise, on our obedience. You know, it says in Psalm 78, 41, it says, again and again, they tempted God, the Israelites. They tempted God, and they limited the Holy One of Israel. Why? Because they were complaining. They were being mm-hmm. disobedient. They didn't, they didn't like the manna after a while. They wanted meat. You know, it was like blah, blah, blah. Nothing was good enough for them. <laughs> again and again, they tempted God to destroy him, and they limited the Holy One of Israel. When we don't believe, when, we don't, when we're not obedient, when we don't know the Word of God, when we don't pray the way we're supposed to pray, we limit God. That's right. And you're sitting there going, Lord, Lord, why hast thou forsaken me? They're burning my house down. Well, they're doing that because you got a bunch of guns in the closet and you weren't on your knees in prayer. You gave the devil his in. You, 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 you had faith in weapons. You had faith in bullets. You had faith in everything but the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you got what you asked for. That's how it works. <sighs> anyway, so if I drop over dead tonight and have a heart attack, well, hey, I did my best. <laughs> it's a tough crowd out there, buddy. You know it, right? Yeah. It is. Hmm. Anyway, brother... Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for sharing that. Such an important and very timely word. Would you close with a prayer for us tonight? It's so great having you back and joining us again, Brother Shannon. I know you've been through the ringer. Trust me. <laughs> I don't, you know, <laughs> look, I have had more people bop me over the head with, you wouldn't believe. I can't say the names of the people, but I'm telling you, I can name it. 12, maybe 15 people that are extremely well-known, authors of books, been on, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, um, like, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, TV shows, Sid Roth, all that kind of stuff. Folks, I'm, I'm telling you, Shannon, what he's, he's probably touching the tip of the iceberg. Let me tell you, once, once these people put you in their, you know, dog log... <laughs> Yeah. You're going to feel like you're the only person on earth after a while cuz you know, and it's okay, you know, it's fine with me. I tell people all the time, "Hey, listen. The more you that think I'm some sort of some sort of a raving lunatic and call me names, the better it is for me. Praise Jesus. Cuz right. I don't need your approval. I only need the Lord's That's approval. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. Would you close with Amen. a prayer for us? I will. Dear Father God, thank you for this broadcast. Thank you for giving people hope and another opportunity, Father God. In a world that seems fearful and unknown, you are in control of everything and every situation. Nothing gets past you without your permission. No one can die without your permission. And if one does die, they can be reassured by accepting your son, Jesus Christ. They will spend eternity with you. Jesus is coming back soon. No man knows the day nor hour. But with the events that are taking place, he's coming. You might be in a backslidden position. You might have heard bad news of a medical report from the doctor's visit. 
from surgery or even a vaccine. Jesus is the great physician. He wants to heal you. He wants to cast out all fear, all doubt, and all worry that the enemy has thrown your way. If you know that you have not been in the right relationship with him, backslidden, he's waiting for you. He's waiting on the prodigal son. All you got to do is confess and say, Lord, I've backslidden. I've let the cares of the world get the best of me. I've let the news media and the news outlet bombard me and put fear in me. But I know who you are. I know what your word says. And I want that feeling again, that confidence in you. So I'm asking you right now, Father God, to forgive me. And I want to come back home. And for the non-believer, today, tonight's the night of salvation. Don't hold off any longer because tomorrow's not promised to any of us. Believe and confess that he died on the cross for your sins and that he went to hell in your place. And on the third day, he arose to be seated at the right-hand side of the Father. Say, Father God, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you went to hell in my place. I've been living a life of sin, not knowing that I was going to hell, but now I see that I am. I don't want to go that route anymore. I accept you into my heart. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for writing my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you. Thank you for the dream. Thank you for hope through your children. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, Father. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for that dream. Thank you, Brother Shannon, so much for joining us tonight and sharing that powerful word and, and supporting the, 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 the things that are, you know, I don't want to use the word truth because, you know, even though we know that it is, so many people out there are saying that word and it's not. And, um, and you know, but, but thank you so much for coming forward with, you know, what we know, scripturally speaking, and, um, you know, and, and in the real reality of the actual written word of God uh, is, uh, you know, actually essentially beyond the truth. It reveals and opens up a world of power that we all will need in the days that we have ahead to be able to fulfill the works that God has written in our books before we were born. Praise Jesus. And thank you so much for revealing that the listeners, because it needs to be embedded in their heart. It needs to become a reality, not just something they say they believe, but something that they know and that that they'll stand upon until the very day that they wake up and go, hey, hey, where am I? This place is awesome. Did I did I yeah. die and go to heaven? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. I can't wait for that moment. It's like, you know, I just you know, the funny thing, you know what the irony is, brother? The irony is I have a feeling, it's just a feeling, that the more of us who know these awesome promises that are just right there in the Bible, 
I just have a feeling God's going to need us around a little bit longer because yeah. everybody else yeah. is going to be running for the basement. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Amen. It's ironic, I agree. It? It's ironic. It's like a paradox. You know, the more you want to go home and the more you want to go to heaven, the more the stuff the Lord reveals to you and, and the more you want to seek him and the more that you love him, the more the stuff he reveals to you. And then the more that you want to go home, but then the more he needs you to stay. <laughs> it's yeah. like a paradox. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. gone it. If I'd have just remained dumb, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, ignorance is bliss, and I'm the uh, happiest guy on the street. Praise Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. God bless you. What a powerful, powerful dream. I pray that this just anoints and touches touches everybody and infuses you with with perseverance and understanding of that you know to, that will take you to the next level for the days that we have ahead of us because that is going to make what will be clearly impossible days to survive for many believers. Yeah. It will make them be to be pretty much relatively comparatively uh, tolerable and. And um, also full of amazing miracles and blessings because God is going to use you. Praise Jesus. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Brother Shannon. I hope you just Thank have you. an absolutely blessed, you know, until I see you on the way up. <laughs> yeah. On the way up, baby. Hey, yo, Shannon, what's up? I, I, let's see if I can blow past me here. I'm going to do that, you know, so, you know, uh, Iron Man thing, see if I get past you. I don't know. I, I'm pretty right. slow, so I, I'll fall behind. But anyway, Thank you for joining us. God bless you all. It's Wednesday. We'll see you at Friday night, 7 p.m., Lord willing, at the prayer vigil. God bless you all. Thank you, Shannon. All right. Good night. Good night. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our minds. Sinners that the mercy of grace redeemed we are by your embrace praise his holy name praise the king of kings when will your coming be when will your trumpet sound for me? For you, we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Write our names in your book of life We are cleansed through your holy sacrifice as we lift your name on high renew our mind renew our soul remove the scars from our past and deem us righteous we rebuke all deceptive lies when will your coming be when will your trumpets sound for me till then we will endure we are the branches on a living tree when will your coming be when will your trumpet sound for me till then 
we will endure until you come back for your bride to set her free. Watch us as we trim our wicks, our lamps are full, our hearts are right, like those five white virgins we will be. Right away, I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.